What's up, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to O-Face Wrestling Podcast. This is your co-host, CT, joined by your host, JT. Hey, everyone. And we are two days away from the biggest pay-per-view of the summer, SummerSlam. So we are going to be casting our thoughts and predictions on the pay-per-view. And, of course, we would love to hear from you. So please tweet us at O-Face Wrestling and tell us your thoughts and predictions and what you're most excited for for the pay-per-view. All right, so now let's jump to this card. So we have a total of 10 announced matches for this card. Kind of surprising considering that, you know, these big pay-per-views WWE usually likes to do, you know, 15, you know, plus matches. So I definitely think they're going to add a few more matches. Some of the matches they could add is actually one match they took off, and that is Sami Zayn versus Aleister Black. They ended up pulling the trigger on this a week early. They did it. It was either on Raw or SmackDown this week. It was a really good match. I want to see it again. Why not at least add it to the pre-show? Another match, too, is Shinsuke Nakamura defending the Intercontinental title against Ali. Have not officially added this match, but since Ali did pin the champ, we're definitely going to get this match, whether it's at SummerSlam or sometime shortly after. But um, the one thing is, if they do add this, it'll probably be on the pre-show, and I do not want to see this match on the pre-show, though. Shinsuke Nakamura and even Ali are deserving of more, and we already saw Shinsuke, you know, he won the IC title against Finn Balor at Extreme Rules pre-show. Let's bump him up to the main card, maybe put one of the other main card matches that are to the pre-show, but we'll have to see. Another match that has not been officially announced, and I kind of hope they don't actually have it on the on the show period, just because I feel like since it hasn't been announced, it would just be kind of underwhelming. And that is, you know, the Roman Reigns versus either Daniel Bryan or Rowan. Um, the whole Roman Reigns attacker thing has actually been one of the most intriguing stories leading up to SummerSlam. And I was actually expecting Roman Reigns to have a really big match. But the way they announced it on uh, SmackDown earlier this week was actually kind of underwhelming to me, in my opinion. And I, you know, I want to see more of a story and kind of figure out what's going on before they officially, you know, kind of, you know, put the foot on the gas with this thing. Because, you know, did even Daniel Bryan and Rowan even do it? Because they didn't even admit it. It just, you know, with Blake Murphy just basically mentioned that he saw Rowan by the forklift. And that was kind of it. So I kind of want to, you know, you know, see more with this story and where it's going before they just randomly just throw it on the card. So um, I'm sure we'll get something with this, you know, storyline at SummerSlam, just hopefully they don't actually throw the match in there like that. I think I can definitely see them either having a match at SummerSlam with this or at least um, building a match for a later time. Um, I can definitely see Roman, you know, possibly going out to the ring and, you know, confronting his attacker and saying, you know, hey, come, you know, come out and face me right now or, you know, show your face. So at least we maybe get an idea on who it is now as far as them dragging the storyline out to either the next pay-per-view or whenever at a later time to kind of build the momentum a little bit more. That's completely fine. I think this whole thing is very, very intriguing. Just, you know, you don't know who it is. It can be multiple people. You know, everybody has their thoughts. And I feel like they're going to have somebody that we aren't suspecting so I'm excited to see who it's going to be and where they, you know, are going to take this. Yeah, maybe uh, Dean Ambrose jumped ship and came back to mm-hmm. WWE. Knows him. Maybe. But I, I kind of want it to be someone who no one thought it would be, and it also be someone that you know 
we want to see. And, like, yeah, and that, they like, could, it makes sense. Yeah, because they, they could literally throw anyone to say they, they could say it was Hornswoggle, you know, but <laughs> give it, you know, make it a surprise and make it, you know, someone we want to see because Daniel Bryan was actually rumored for like a week prior to, you know, SmackDown. So honestly, just like I, I want it to be a shock. Like I wanted this to be a really big storyline. Like maybe it'll be Goldberg. He just randomly came back last week, you know, and all of a sudden he comes back and you know, Roman Reigns gets attacked. So maybe it's Goldberg. I wouldn't mind seeing Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. Maybe it was The Undertaker. You know, I mean, I just. You know, I, I don't don't get me wrong. Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, I'll I'll love that match because they they had a really good match back in um 2015. So I won't argue about them, you know, competing in the ring again. But I, I think we'll see something. Maybe Roman Reigns will attack Daniel Bryan backstage or attack Rowan. We'll we'll see something. Honestly, yeah. I can't see them completely ignoring the storyline during you know one of the biggest shows of the year. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to see. One last thing before we actually start talking about the announced matches is I'm sure we'll see something with the 24-7 title as well. That's actually been one of the hottest storylines for the last, like, two months. And it, I'm, it, I find it hard, you know, to believe that there won't be, you know, some kind of 24-7, you know, segment. Or I'm sure we'll get a title change. Maybe we'll see, like, a legend or something like that actually win the title. I mean, I hate to say it, but maybe, you know, we all know Vince loves Hulk Hogan. Maybe he'll actually win it for a minute or something <laughs> like that. But... I want to see something, you know, interesting with this title, too, at SummerSlam. Why not? It's been, you know, one of the hottest stories this summer. So I think we'll see, you know, some kind of moment. Maybe Kelly Kelly wins it back again or, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. But we'll have to see. Now, actually, for the main card, we have um, this match will actually probably be a pre-show match. And that will be Drew Gulak defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Oni Larkin. Like we mentioned on our last prediction video for Extreme Rule, we really don't follow 205 Live, so unfortunately we really can't discuss much about it. All I can say is I do know that they both are tremendous wrestlers, and I know this will be a great match. I am excited to see the match. Just when it comes to like storyline and all that kind of, you know, I can't really say much about it. I, I am familiar with Oni Lorcan from um, NXT. I know he was in a couple of the tag team title matches at some of the takeovers he's fantastic so this would be a great match i think this was a good booking decision by wwe i did and i was expecting mike canellis to be in this title picture but maybe next pay-per-view but like i said Oni lorkin he's very deserving he's a great wrestler so let's see what these two could do in the ring now one of the most exciting matches you know on this card is trish stratus coming out of retirement to take on charlotte flair how do you feel about this match um, I'm extremely excited for it, but I'm also kind of nervous on like who is going to win because I'm, I'm a huge Charlotte fan and I'm also a huge Trish Stratus fan. And I feel like this match can go either way because I mean, they're both trying to prove right now, basically who's better. You know what I mean? Who's, you know, the top women ever is what they're saying. You know, who's the queen who, you know, who, runs this women's division. And I feel like if, I mean, they're having Trish come out of retirement for this match, which is awesome. But if Trish wins, then what are they going to do with Charlotte? You know what I mean? Cause Charlotte would be defeated by Trish Stratus, who is a legend. And then what are they going to do with her? You know, but then at the same time, if Charlotte wins, what does that mean for Trish Stratus? So it's kind of like, to me, the match can go either way, and I wouldn't be disappointed with either one of them winning. Um, I really don't care. Maybe something will happen where 
there's a disqualification. Um, so neither one of them wins. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I'm personally really excited for this match as well, and I feel like it could go either way. I can see Trish Stratus winning because I mean, she is Trish Stratus, and yeah. this is in uh, Toronto, mm-hmm. so this is you know her home um, country. So I she'll definitely get a you know a good um, crowd reception and all. Um, but um. The, the thing is, though, they could have Charlotte win. This could be like a passing of the torch kind of thing, you know. But I'm just happy in general that, you know, Trish Stratus is coming out of retirement to have a dream match. Hopefully she has more. Yeah. I'm still waiting for her to have a big match against Sasha Banks when Sasha actually returns. <laughs> but, like, the thing is, though, like, Trish Stratus is one of the biggest names in women's wrestling of all time. And this is the, you know, the best time for women's wrestling. You know, the air, you know, where they're making history and doing all this kind of stuff. Why not have someone like Trish Stratus come back and be a part of that and help, you know, pass the torch to some of the younger women and, sure. you know, establish them even more. Mm-hmm. So Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus is definitely a dream match people have talked about for years. You know, I, I just hope Trish, you know, has a few more in her. Yeah. You know, like I said, Trish versus Sasha is on my list. Um, Trish teaming up with Lita to take Sasha and Bailey, another one on my list. I won't I, I won't argue about seeing um Trish versus Becky either. I would love to see Trish versus Alexa Bliss. Well, there Just, you go. That was supposed to happen at Evolution. I know, I know. And I was so upset that that didn't happen because of Alexa's injury. But maybe we'll see it down the road in the future. Hopefully, if Trish has a few left in her, we'll find out yeah. after Sunday. I think she got a good amount left in her. But, yeah, we'll get a good idea and see how she does. Yeah. You know, during... Um, Summer because this is actually her first one-on-one match since coming out of, well, actually since she officially retired, like, over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So we'll really get to see, you know, what she's made of what she still has left in the tank. Yeah, because, I mean, she's going to really need to step it up because Charlotte is, and nobody can deny that Charlotte is, an, is not an amazing athlete because she is. She is very, very athletic. She is very, very good in the ring as well. And I'm not saying that Trish isn't because, obviously, she – was at least but I mean like you said it's been you know how long since she's had you know like a one-on-one match so yeah because I mean she's had the tag team matches but with tag team matches you know you you get get hide your weakness and and, uh, showcase your strength so so we'll see how this goes exactly the one thing that worries me though is on uh raw she was in a tag team match and she did not get tagged in that all which kind of scares me why WWE didn't want to get some of that ring rust off of her so I mean Maybe she just wasn't cleared yet, but I am excited to see what she can do. Mm-hmm. So next match, and this is actually a match I'm actually really curious about, and that is Goldberg coming back to take on Dolph Ziggler. I am actually really excited for this match, um, just because I'm really liking the push that Dolph's been getting lately, and hopefully they uh, you know, do something with Dolph and keep pushing him after this. They've kind of teased you know, a match between him and Shawn Michaels, so maybe him getting the victory here would um, set that yeah, up. yeah, set that up and give him some kind of you know legend killer momentum or something like that. I don't know, but then part of me also feels like Goldberg should have just come in there and spear him real quick, and the match is over. And and that's kind of you know that's Goldberg's careers, you know, ten second matches. You know, he goes in, spears, jackhammers, and matches over, and you know his. Uh, his last run was fantastic when he came back and rivaled with uh, Lesnar. They booked those matches perfectly. They did what they should have done with him, you know, when he um, fought The Undertaker. 
But I guess the whole idea was to have Undertaker win, and you know they wanted to make the match a little longer, which ended up being a disaster. So I think they're bringing Goldberg back to redeem himself and allow him, you know, to get a victory, which sucks considering you know, Goldberg's in his fifties and you know Dolph Ziggler's a full time wrestler. But at the same time, we don't know, you know, what Gold, I mean, not Goldberg, what on Dolph Ziggler's status is, you know, in the future either. So. Regardless, you know, I, I don't I, I never argue about a legend coming back and having a match, you know. You know, it always gives me that nostalgia feeling and all that. So I, especially if they're actually like putting over other wrestlers, I'm fine with this. I mean I know a lot of people it won't set well seeing, you know, Dolph Ziggler potentially get squashed by Goldberg, but I mean it is what it is. You know, uh, Ziggler is very good at making others look good and I think that's the whole idea is making Goldberg look good so he can kind of um you know, move on from that horrible match against Taker at the Saudi Arabia show. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I understand why WWE has squash matches with wrestlers, but don't do it at the biggest pay-per-view, you know, of the summer. Like, it just, that is just, you know, people pay a lot of money for tickets to just go there to watch it and to see somebody like Goldberg in a match for five seconds, especially with somebody like Dolph Ziggler, because he is extremely good in the ring and the push that he is getting right now is much needed and much deserved for him. And I mean, it's been rumored for so long now for him actually retiring from WWE. So I don't know if this is kind of like his last little push that they're giving him before he, you know, leaves the company or whatever. But I just hope, you know, this isn't a squash match. I hope they actually are able to put on a good match and actually, you know, have a match and not, you know, like you said, you know, them go in the ring and Goldberg spear him, jackhammer piece done <laughs> that. <laughs> no, I would be so mad. Like I actually want to see a match between them and I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of hoping Dolph Ziggler wins. Cause I really do want him to get this push and, you know? Yeah, the, the only thing is, I was like, I don't think Goldberg is capable of having an actual match at his age, and even he, in his prime, he, he could, he can, if Dolph, you know, runs the, you know, runs most if of the match Dolph for him, carries the match, and yeah. if they can tell a story in the ring, and like it's not necessarily about having the best technical match; it's about if they can tell a story in the ring. You know, so we'll see. I mean, it, it WWE just has to be smart with the booking. You know, like I said, they weren't smart with how they booked, you know, his match against Taker. So we'll just have to see. But um, I am excited, like, regardless just to see the outcome and how they book it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, same thing. Like, the one thing with Goldberg is, like I said, a lot, a lot of people don't want to see him go out there and have this lengthy match because he isn't capable of really doing it. People want to see Goldberg because they like the entrance. Yeah, you know, his I mean, they want to see him regardless. Yeah. But... And him doing the spear and jackhammer gets people excited. And you know, sometimes, you know, people are accepting of those kind of things if that's who the wrestler is. Like, I can understand, like, Triple H coming out for a match and he just pedigrees someone real quick. That's kind of disappointing because, you know, people, he, you know, Triple H is known for having you know, great matches and all that. So it's like certain wrestlers that, you know, that's Goldberg's thing. So, I mean, we'll see if he can actually go out there and have like a 10 minute match and it'd be booked. Well, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just, a, it's a risk. Yeah. And, and at the same time, I don't want it to take away any time from, you know, on, you know, other matches that could actually like steal the show. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to see. And um, speaking of matches that could steal the show, AJ Styles defending the United States championship against, the one and only King Ricochet. Mm-hmm. 
I'm really excited for this match. Now, we've seen these two feud throughout the summer. Uh, we saw Ricochet defend, you know, his United States title twice against AJ Styles successfully on Raw throughout um, July. And then finally at Extreme Rules, AJ Styles won and became the new U.S. title. And now they're having a fourth match, which I'm not arguing about. These two are tremendous in the ring together, and they can go on and compete against each other for a few more pay-per-views after this, and I won't complain about it at all because they're just so good in the ring. This was one of my... Uh, most anticipated feuds for Ricochet when he came up to the main roster. So we're getting it, and the matches have been great. So I want to continue to see more of them. How about you? Um, yeah, I mean, they definitely put on great matches, so I'm not arguing arguing about it at all. But I am calling Ricochet for this match. I, I'm really hoping he gets the title back because the run that they gave him, I I just feel like it didn't, it didn't do it justice. I feel like he deserved a longer title run than what they initially gave him so yeah his title run was shorter than what i expected um but when he did start that feud with aj styles i kind of figured it was going to end soon mm -hmm. they could do a, like a hot potato kind of thing with this feud and have you know ricochet win it back and then they have a few more matches like so like i said i won't argue about that but i kind of think I, i'm gonna go with aj i don't see him losing it so soon he is AJ Styles, and they have the whole like club thing, especially since Gallows and Anderson are the, you know, tag team champions. So it's kind of like, you know, they got a super faction thing kind of going on right now, and especially like if um, at uh, Takeover this weekend, if the Undisputed Era, if they all win the titles, that's two mega factions with titles. Maybe they'll do something with them at uh, Survivor Series. Maybe. So that'd be kind of cool, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, I gotta go with Styles. I think this match potentially will be the best match of the night, honestly. But we'll just have to see. Yep. Now, another match I'm really excited for is Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Bray Wyatt disappeared for a while. Had a baby. Had a baby, <laughs> yeah. And he comes back with a really you creepy looking, you know, clown mask. And I love it. Um, honestly, like, I've been a big fan of Bray Wyatt ever since he debuted. I was hot for his character back in, uh, was it 2013, I think it was when he came up. And he had so much momentum until he lost to John Cena at WrestleMania 30, and it's kind of been downhill from there. But now he's kind of, you know, you know, they hit the reset button on him, and he has this really interesting character, and I'm really liking it. And um, him feuding with Finn Balor, we've seen it before. That's the only thing. Um, hopefully Bray Wyatt goes over this with this match and then goes on to a different opponent. I don't really want to see him have a series of matches with um, Finn Balor, honestly, because at the end of the day, you know, this is Bray Wyatt's new gimmick. This mm -hmm. is his debut match with this whole Firefly um, Funhouse kind of gimmick thing that he's doing, and I don't want to see him lose anytime soon. But at the same time, I don't want to see Finn Balor constantly keep taking, you know, losses as well. So let this be a one-and-done thing. I'm just curious, is he going to wrestle with that mask on? Probably not, but I'm I'm excited for this match because you have a demon versus whatever character, <laughs> whatever yeah. character Bray Wyatt is, and I just think having those two characters, you know, together is going to be really awesome. Um, I'm really hoping Bray wins just because you know he's coming back after a while, and I'm excited to see if his in ring style has changed at all. Um, and yeah, they could do something kind of like what they do with Finn Balor, where he'll come out as, you know, 
unmask and then you know some matches he'll come with the mask and he'll be more aggressive with mm-hmm. the mask on or something like that i'm kind of thinking that they're kind of you know doing like a mcfoley thing with bray Wyatt because he already took you know mcfoley's old move the mandible claw yeah which is like awesome multiple personality kind of thing yeah like he'll come out doing the whole happy um i'm yeah, bray so, Wyatt. yeah so know? like what if he comes out like that right and then, like, in the middle of the match, like, it gets pitch black, and then he appears with, like, the mask and all that. That would be and awesome. That would be cool. Yeah, they, they need to do something like that. They need to take advantage of, you know, and have a multiple character. Maybe even introduce another character, too, and he'll have three mm. characters. He could be Sister Abigail or something mm, like that. Yeah. But, yeah, because that was, you know, that was a big thing with McFoley. He was, you know, Mankind, Cactus Jack, <laughs> Dude mm-hmm. Love, you know, do something like that with Bray Wyatt. Just don't be stupid with it. Yeah. Be very careful with it. Like, I know when they were doing the few with them before, you know, they showed um, Bray Wyatt as Sister Abigail, and it was really corny looking. He had the little, like, net thing around his face, mm-hmm. and he was t- it was really weird. I don't want them to get stupid like that, but I'm excited not just to see, you know, this match, but just to see how they carry on with this Bray Wyatt, you know, new gimmick that he's doing. I'm super stoked about it. Mm-hmm. Now, another match on this card that seems pretty interesting in is Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. And there's a stipulation to this match. If Owens loses, he has to quit. Which, many people are just going to assume that he's going to win because obviously we know he's not going to quit. But at the same time, I can see him losing. And then he does that whole coming out of the crowd kind of thing for weeks and attacks Shane McMahon and raises hell, you know, kind of thing. But I don't want to see him lose, though, you know. But, Christy, how do you feel about Kevin Owens, you know, doing the whole, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin kind of gimmick? It seems like they're rehashing, you know, the whole Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, from back in the day. Because now you see Kevin Owens not only doing the stunner, but he's rivaling with Shane McMahon. And Mm -hmm. he's doing the whole rebellious kind of thing, you know. Do you think it's a good idea for them to kind of clone a storyline from 20 years ago? I do, but at the same time, like the whole Vince McMahon and Stone Cold feud, you can't you can't compare to that. That's probably one of the best feuds of WWE's time. All of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I I do like that they're mimicking it in a way because it does bring back memories and you know, everybody loves Kevin Owens and so it's you know, it's it is what it is. I'm really just hoping that Kevin Owens doesn't lose, but we'll see. I can't I can't see him losing because I mean like obviously he's not retiring from wrestling so mm-hmm. he can't quit. So obviously like that part is false, but at the same time I feel like that's what everybody is expecting, so I feel like he is going to lose because of that because everybody's you know expecting well, you know Kevin Owens isn't going to quit and he's not going to leave so yeah now neither is Shane McMahon well I think um what they probably would do is Shane McMahon will have someone help him mm-hmm. you know he's the boss he has a lot of money he'll pay someone to you know kind of interfere and like I said we could see the whole Stone Cold come out from the crowd kind of thing and get taken away in handcuffs kind of like Stone Cold did back in the day yeah I could see them That'd doing something nice. cool. I'm actually kind of leaning towards you know the idea of Shane winning but I mean I won't be surprised either way I you know, my thing is with um, Kevin Owens and this whole Stone Cold kind of gimmick kind of thing, I am fine with it because if anyone's going to do it, you know, it's Kevin Owens. You know, he's, you know, a beast. You know, he's fantastic in the ring. I love his promo skills. Mm-hmm. And he's actually doing really good, you know, being in this tweener role because he's always been known to be a heel. 
now he's, you know, in that, like, tweener role, and he's doing really well with it, and the fans are loving it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, Kevin Owens is, the you know, the perfect one for this role, and plus, I mean, this was a storyline 20 years ago. I mean, your younger generation isn't going to remember that or even know of it. Right. So, you know, a lot of fans, you know, some of the younger kids, this is something new and fresh to them, so... But us older fans, like I said, it's been 20 years. You know, it's not like this is something that happened five years ago, you know. So it's been, you know, over two decades. So, you know, it, we're in that day and age where it's hard to, you know, think of new and fresh ideas. So, you know, why not rehash some of, you know, the big moments from back in the day? As long as it doesn't get, like, too similar. You know, if, if Kevin Owens shaves his head and comes mm-hmm. out drinking beer, then that's when <laughs> it's getting a little carried away. But, yeah, I mean... I am, you know, excited for this match. You know, I'm excited for pretty much every match, honestly. I think they did a good job with the card overall. Uh, now, the next match we have is Kofi Kingston defending the WWE Championship against Randy Orton. Now, I did not know this because I actually was not in the wrestling, you know, during this time. But I think it was like in 2009, they had a really good match at a pay-per-view. And this is kind of like their villain. This is like a 10-year-in-the-making kind of match. Supposedly that match was fantastic. I do like this match. Um, to me, this is you know Kofi Kingston's biggest match since winning this title. You know, Randy Orton. We all know is a big you know mainstream name, and he's one of the most accomplished wrestlers in the history of WWE. So this is a big deal for um Kofi Kingston, and um I think it will be a great match. The one thing is I'm actually leaning towards Randy Orton mm-hmm. winning this title. Me too. Big reason is because I mean you know Kofi Kingston you know wasn't even you know, was supposed to win this title in the first place. You know, he um he got lucky, actually, because Ali got hurt. And he took his spot in the Elimination Chamber and, you know, gained that momentum. And, you know, WWE took advantage of it. But I think it's to that point where, you know, his title reign is cooling down. And also, in two months, you know, SmackDown is going to Fox. And Fox is paying WWE a lot of money. So I think Randy Orton, you know, being a big name like he is, holding that, you know, WWE Championship is going to, you know, up the ratings a little bit. So I can see Randy Orton winning this title and potentially feed him with Roman Reigns, which I think we all know is eventually going to happen, but should be a good match. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to win this? Um, I don't know who I think is going to win, but I, I really hope it's Randy Orton. Um, I can't see them taking the title from Kofi, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going for, for Randy Orton. Yeah. I mean, um, I won't be mad if Kofi retains. Like, he is a very good champion. Yeah, I'm not going to be he's mad. He's been but... really deserving of this title yeah. run, too. You know, they could carry it up. Maybe Randy Orton wins it at the next pay-per-view. But I, I can I definitely see Randy Orton winning it sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Originally, I thought that maybe Lesnar was going to get a cash in on, on um, Kofi during, you know, the first episode of SmackDown when it headed to Fox. But mm-hmm. obviously, that's not going to happen because Lesnar already cashed in on Rollins. So I, I think, you know, we're going to get at least one or two big title changes on this card, and I see this being one of them. Yeah. But time will tell. Now, the next match we have on the card is Bailey defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against the goddess Ember Moon. Mm. I am so stoked for this match. This is actually the match I'm most excited for on the card just because I'm hoping that Ember Moon finally wins this title. I had just mentioned, you know, on the previous match that I think we're going to at least have like two big title changes on this card. This could be one of them. Um, Ember Moon is a tremendous in-ring wrestler, and I'm not just saying this because she's my favorite, but she is so good in that ring. She's so deserving, and 
Bailey is finally actually getting some momentum, but at the same time, I'm just not, you know, a big Bailey fan. I never was. I, I respect her in ring ability, but I've just never cared for the character. And I mean, she's not as over as she was in NXT, and I don't think she'll ever get, you know, that over again. The only way I'd be actually satisfied if she retains is if Sasha comes back and starts a feud with her. But I am really hoping, and I'm I'm fifty fifty on it. But I'm I'm really hoping that Ember Moon wins this title. But you know, we'll just have to see. I'm not gonna get my hopes up too much. But uh, who are you up pulling for in this match? I can. I can probably see Ember Moon winning just because the last few matches that she's had have been kind of squash matches with her in them. So I feel like, you know, she's going to go into SummerSlam and really kick ass and win the title. I'm hoping for Bailey to overtain. Um, I feel like this, I feel like Bailey deserves this long title reign that she's on right now. She's worked extremely hard for that title. I'm not saying that Ember Moon hasn't worked hard. And I'm just not the biggest fan of Ember Moon. I do feel like she's a little overhyped. That's just my opinion. She is an amazing athlete. She's a very good wrestler. She's great in the ring. But, again, I'm just not the biggest fan of her. So I am going with Bailey on this one. Now, I can possibly... See now, I know it's not going to happen, but I could possibly see Sasha returning. And if Bailey loses, I would like Sasha to return, possibly either attack her or interfere or do something to cause Bailey the match and Ember win, and that set up a feud between Sasha and Bailey because there is that kind of unspoken. Because I mean, Bailey was the one that technically lost the titles, the tag team titles with Sasha and Bailey. So there is still that unspoken, you know, Sasha very well could come back and start that feud with Bailey for losing the titles. So Yeah, we could see that, but um I doubt it though. I can't I feel like if Sasha I in my opinion if if Sasha hasn't came back now or at this point, I I don't know I can't see it like another time when she's going to be coming back. I think this would be one of the best times to come back, either at SummerSlam you said Sunday. You that like the last paper. <laughs> I know, I've been saying that for a while, but the one thing that gives me more hope is, you know, on the WWE 2K20 game, they're doing a four-horsewomen showcase mode mm. during the story mode, and Sasha Banks is one of the four-horsewomen, so it makes all the sense, you know, to bring her back soon. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we just don't know what the exact situation is going on, you know, with Sasha and WWE right now, we'll just have to see. But I, I think she'll definitely come back. And, you know, you got to do it sometime before the release of this game. So, yeah. I mean, SummerSlam seems like a good opportunity to do it just because it is on a big stage and it will gain a lot of, you know, um, it'll gain a lot of momentum, attention. You know, everyone will be talking about it on social media. So why not? If not at SummerSlam, either Raw or SmackDown afterwards, we'll just have to see. But um, regardless, I'm going with Ember in this match. So, hopefully I get what I want. (laughs) Now, the next match is Becky Lynch, the man defending the Raw Women's Championship against Natty. Mm. I'm telling you right now, if Becky loses this title to Natalia, I don't don't even know what I'm going to do, but 
I would be so pissed. Yeah. I would be pissed. I'm pissed too. I mean, I was just pissed at the fact that Natty was even in this match. I mean, that's nothing against Natty. I respect her. She is so good, but she has been, you know, doing this for a while. And I think she's in a role and I like the role she's in. She's a locker room leader. Mm -hmm. She's a veteran. She puts others over. That's fine. But her as champion, no. Especially, you know, going over Becky. Right now, Becky is the hottest thing in WWE. And they, you know, once when her reign actually does end, I think it ended at SummerSlam. It's just too soon. Especially before the game even comes out because yeah. she's on the cover and it would make no sense to have Becky lose the title right before the game exactly. comes out. Exactly. But I think when she does drop the title, it needs to be someone big. Yeah. Sasha Banks, maybe um maybe even Rhonda. Don't you even dare. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I could see them doing the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen feud and maybe Rhonda winning that title would be a way to set it up. I mean we'll have to see, but um it has to be someone big, someone they want to make a big deal. Natty is never going to be, you know, a big draw and a big deal. I mean, she can be whatever WWE wants her to be. So if WWE wants to give her this push and have her win the title and then have, you know what I mean? They yeah, I mean, technically, they can do with her whatever yeah, they want. Yeah, but I mean, well, it's the fans make... think that, you know, that's the thing is like you can show like they made Jinder and Mahal out to be a big deal but that was a disaster yeah you know Natalia you know she has her fan base she will have fans that would be really happy with it but it's not gonna happen you know yeah I mean the only reason they're she's really even in this match is more so because it's in Toronto which is Mm. Canada her hometown so it also is why Tristratus returned too but um you know, this will be a good match, you know, but we've seen Natty versus Becky before, and, it, you know, it wasn't really all that great, in my opinion. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was nothing that I wanted to see again. Mm-hmm. So it's nice, you know, they're doing this big Natty and Becky match at Toronto. Just um, hopefully this is a one-and-done thing. I don't want to see this few carry on much longer. Yeah. They want to do another match on Raw or SmackDown the next night or whatever, but then let's move on to something else. Move on to Sasha. Maybe bring someone up from NXT. But I just I don't want to see this feud that because that was my thing is that Lacey Evans feud were dragged on so oh long I don't want to see I don't want another one <laughs> Becky Lynch winning that Raw Women's Champion was such a big deal and ever since she's won that title her you know her um her run has been kind of lukewarm just because she hasn't been putting any big matches that people want to see mm-hmm. yeah I think originally her first feud would have potentially have been Nia Jax just because of you know Nia busting her nose open last year. Or, mm-hmm. But obviously Nia's hurt, so maybe they'll, you know, do that, you know, when she returns. I don't think she's returning until actually 2020, but, um, you know, like I said, her her run has been really lukewarm, and I, I just want to see some. I want to see a big-name opponent. Mm-hmm. Someone other than Natty or Lacey Evans, or please, WWE, do something, <laughs> do something new with this after SummerSlam. But finally, the last match of the night, and this will probably be the main event of the card, and that is... Brock Lesnar defending the Universal Championship against Seth Rollins. Match I am not really for, to be honest with you. I mean, I was actually expecting Seth to walk into SummerSlam as the Universal Champion. Mm -hmm. It is nice that he's still in the title pitcher, but Seth versus Brock, you know, it was a a decent match at WrestleMania. It was booked really well. I think it was only like five minutes. But it's it's just nothing I really want to see again. The whole... Lesnar fighting guys half his size thing is kind of 
getting old. Mm-hmm. You know, he had his matches with AJ Styles. I can see Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles fight, you know, a million times, and that won't get old. But, um, you know, he had this, you know, small feud with uh, Finn Balor and Daniel Bryan and now Seth Rollins. I want to see, you know, Lesnar, you know, fight some newer, fresher names. You know, I've been saying for a while that I want to see him fight Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. or even a Shelton Benjamin or something. Someone new, please. You know, Brock Lesnar, WWE pays this guy so much money. Let's, you know, do something new and fresh with him you know, a little more often. They seem to, you know, rehash the same storylines with him. And, you know, let's let's see something new. You know, I mean, maybe WWE just felt like they had no choice. But I think they pulled the trigger too soon with Lesnar cashing in that money in the bank. I was actually kind of a fan of the whole, you know, beast in the bank thing and the whole boombox and all that. So, I mean, we'll see. I'm kind of curious on how WWE books this. I am actually enjoying the beatdowns that Seth Rollins been getting, you know, lately. You know, especially the one with, you know, him pulling Rollins out of the ambulance and F five and him on the um Gurney. Gurney, yeah. Whatever it's called. Yeah, whatever it's called. Um <laughs> But yeah, you know, I I'm just hoping that this is it with the feud. I, I'm expecting Lesnar to retain just because I mean he did just win this title and I mean it's not too unsurprising, you know, for WWE to have someone win a title and then drop it to the next pay-per-view, but Lesnar does not do that. He wins titles and holds it for a while. Hopefully he doesn't hold it for crazy long, unless they're actually, if they, if they have him competing at every pay-per-view, I don't care. But at, the thing is, they're not. Like, when he held the title the last time, how long did he hold it for, and then how many times did he actually defend it? Well, he won it at Crown Jewel in October. He did fight against Daniel Bryan at um, Survivor Series the following month, and then two months later against Balor at um, Royal Rumble. And then after that was WrestleMania. So it depends. I mean, I you know, realistically, I can't imagine him competing at every uh, pay-per-view. My thing is, though, Lesnar's just kind of running out of interest in opponents, too. You know, there's not many people left that I really want to see him compete against. So that's one of WWE's issues. I think he needs to go back to being a, you know, one to two, well, not, not one to two, maybe like two to three matches a year kind of guy. Bring him out at WrestleMania against, you know, someone new and fresh every year instead of, you know, actually trying to have him come out and fight six, seven, eight times a year because he's, like I said, he's running out of opponents. And, you know, like I'm just not into him fighting the guys half his size anymore. And there's really not many big guys left. He's kind of ran through all of them other than, you know, like I mentioned, Bobby Lashley. But I, you know, I don't want to see, you know, Lesnar versus Strowman again or if, you know, the big show ever comes back. Speaking of that, the big show could have been um, Roman Reigns' attacker. Yeah, I know. Because they did, um, I actually haven't watched it yet, but they did a documentary on the big show on the WWE Network. And supposedly what someone said on Twitter is he yeah. it, it's been about his rehab. And supposedly he is fully rehabbed and recovered, and he's just waiting for a time to come back. Hmm. What, what if he was the attacker? But, um, yeah, I mean, Lesnar, I, mean, I am expecting him to retain. Unfortunately for Rollins, he's going to mostly be taken to L and, Kind of see where he goes next. Maybe he feuds with uh, Styles for the United States title. We'll have to see. I'm really hoping Rollins retains. I know it's very unlikely, but it's what I'm hoping for. Honestly, I'm just getting tired of watching Brock in the ring because he like he's just kind of boring. Like he doesn't 
the only interesting thing about him and the only interesting thing watching him is because of his size and how he can basically just like toss pretty much anybody. Suplex City. Like he can literally just like pick somebody up with like his finger and just throw them across the ring like it's nothing. And yeah, that's pretty damn impressive. But when you are having a match and you literally only do like one move when you're literally just doing a whole bunch of suplexes over and over and over, it's it's just kind of boring. Like now he has put on some very good matches, I'm not gonna lie, but it's it's when you have him fight these guys that are smaller than him because he can't do too much because he's liable to freaking break them. You know, so that's why he really only, like, does suplexes and F5s and, you know, calls it a day. But I'm just I'm just kind of getting tired of him. Like you said, I wish they would just have him come back, you know, once, twice a year for a match. Have it against somebody new and not kind of drag stuff on. Like, I mean, we've already seen Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins how many times? Was it just once? Was um, it a few times? I don't remember. This is the third. Yeah, so it's it's nothing new, and I mean, to me, it's just it's irritating that he gets the title and he basically just goes home and he sits on his ass and collects his paycheck and doesn't do anything with it. And I just feel like there's people, other people that deserve that title that are out there busting their ass every week. That's more, you know what I mean? More deserving. So we'll see what happens. Um, again, I'm calling Rollins for this match. I'm really hoping he retains, or not retains, I hope he wins. But I know it's it's probably not going to happen, but I'm hoping for a miracle. Yeah, me too. I mean, we'll just have to see. I mean, the one positive thing, is we could get another Randy Orton versus um, Brock Lesnar champion versus champion at Survivor Series if if Lesnar retains in order to win against Kofi, I won't mind seeing that match again. But, um, you know, like, you know, like Christy just mentioned, you know, I, I want to see a full-time wrestler hold this title. You know, we finally got that with Rollins. Now he dropped it. I think it's time, you know, to start moving on with the full-time wrestlers instead of, you know, relying on, you know, part-timers to, you know, the bringing the ratings and all that kind of stuff. So you need to use these guys to put over your full-time talent. But, We'll just have to see. I am really excited for SummerSlam regardless. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think that wraps up our SummerSlam predictions. Don't forget, you know, as a reminder, we are planning on going to YouTube later this month, maybe early September, depending on how things go. But we do plan on, you know, we're going to start recording our podcast and putting them on YouTube. You can check us out on Twitter at O-Face Wrestling. You also can look us up on Facebook now. We will be posting updates on Facebook, you know, with all our videos and et cetera. So looking forward to seeing you all and hearing about what you all have to say about SummerSlam. Make sure you comment on our Twitter and let us know your predictions and how you feel about our predictions. Thank you for tuning in. Bye.